Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. Tomorrow, the final phase of this historic saga begins. That is the Senate trial. I've got two great guests today to help me anticipate what to uh, look for in the days ahead as this trial gets underway and how it's going to play out politically. In a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Democratic strategist and CNN political commentator Maria Cardona. But first, I'm joined by the man behind CNN's Impeachment Watch newsletter, which you can subscribe to at CNN.com slash impeachment. That's senior writer Zach Wolf. Zach, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. And thanks for the plug. Please do sign up. Of course. Um, Chuck Schumer, uh, as he is wont to do, gave a Sunday press conference. That's his thing. Sunday press conferences in New York. He actually last night uh, gave one after doing some preparation over the weekend around uh, the opening uh, sequences of how this is going to play out in the Senate starting tomorrow. And uh, it is clear from his remarks that the Democrats are not backing away at all from this notion of really trying to force uh, witnesses into this conversation, despite the fact that Mitch McConnell seems not all that interested and has his members lined up to begin the trial without an agreement on witnesses. But this was Schumer last night on basically trial leave, keeping the pressure on. The president's afraid of the truth. Most Americans, my guess is even Republicans, know what the truth is and know he's hiding it. We Democrats aim to get the truth and make no, no mistake about it. We will force votes on witnesses and documents, and it will be up to four Republicans to side with the Constitution. Zach, in Schumer's quest for those four Republicans, he may get a little help from our brand new CNN poll just out today that shows 69 percent of respondents of Americans in this poll believe witnesses not heard in the House process should be heard in the Senate trial. And that includes, Zach, 48 percent of Republicans. When you just look at the Republican line on this question about witnesses, 48 percent of Republicans say, yes, witnesses should be included. Forty four percent say no. That is going to be something that Schumer employs as he tries to woo those four Republican senators. Yeah. And I think at this point, when you listen to Chuck Schumer talk about impeachment, you have to look at what he's really trying to do at this point. He's not at this point trying to remove Donald Trump from office if he ever was. He's creating a scenario where he can apply political pressure to at-risk senators uh, in in purple states and hopefully get a Senate majority next year. I think when Chuck Schumer goes to bed at night thinking about impeachment, as he probably does every single night, that is his goal because the votes will not be there to convict Donald Trump based on the articles of impeachment that we've seen from the House. Yes, I think uh, that is Chuck Schumer's goal politically, no doubt. Although it's not just those purple state senators that may be targets for the Democrats to woo to their side. The retiring Lamar Alexander in Tennessee, Mitt Romney in Utah. Obviously, these are not people 
where Chuck Schumer can sort of exact that kind of uh, electoral pressure on, but still may be part of the equation uh, to help put some of that pressure on, as you're saying, the Cory Gardner's of the world or the Martha McSally's of the world. And also, to the extent that he can break Republicans off, it it picks apart President Trump's argument that impeachment has been this unifying force for Republicans. And it drives home the idea that maybe Donald Trump did do something wrong, which Democrats are united behind. But I think Republicans that, you know, if, if they are united as one monolithic being, which is what President Trump tells us, then we won't see anybody vote against him. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting. Another finding in our polls, Zach, shows um a pretty decent majority, 57 percent or 58 percent, say that the content of the articles of impeachment are true. Fifty seven percent of Americans. So uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head what the Republican line on that was. But clearly you don't get to 57 percent just on Democrats and independents alone. There are some Republicans there who even are opposed to the conviction and removal of Donald Trump, but think that what that abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, as laid out in these articles, are true. So uh, you do see you're right to note there are some places where the Republicans are not an entire sort of 100 uh, percent monolithic a- entity here. There, there's no doubt about that. The other in addition to witnesses, the other piece of uh, how Democrats are trying to sort of pre uh Prespond to what McConnell does on the Senate floor on Tuesday is this notion of cooperation. And I want you to hear Adam Schiff, the lead House manager, House Intel chair on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos yesterday, uh, lay out some uh, what he sees as some blockade uh, to help from different parts of the Trump administration. Here's Schiff. The intelligence community is beginning to withhold documents for Congress on the issue of Ukraine. Uh, they appear to be succumbing to pressure from the administration. The NSA in particular was, is withholding uh, what are potentially relevant documents uh, to our oversight responsibilities on Ukraine, but also withholding documents potentially relevant that the senators might want to see during the trial. Uh, that is deeply concerning, and there are signs that the CIA may be on the same tragic course. We are counting on the intelligence community not only to speak truth to power, but to with, uh, to resist pressure from the administration to withhold information from Congress because the administration fears it may incriminate them. That, I think, is an incredibly stunning allegation, essentially, that the intelligence community is being pressured for partisan reasons by the White House and abdicating this oversight responsibility. That is... Um, it, not getting enough attention. I think what Adam Schiff just said right there, essentially that the NSA can be pressured to protect the president is frightening. Zach, hold your thought right there. We're going to do some political analysis with Maria Cardona right after this break. Welcome back to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. I'm David Chalian. Zach Wolf is still with me. And we're happy to have Democratic strategist Maria Cardona, who's also a CNN political commentator. Welcome back to the podcast, Maria. Thank you, David. Uh, this is uh, a member of President Trump's legal team, Alan Dershowitz, who 
has twisted himself into a pretzel in the last 72 hours to try. And I don't know if he's trying to justify to his Democratic friends as to why he's working for Trump. uh, But he is so adamant and making this argument that he is just on the team to argue uh, what he sees as a lack of uh, constitutional muster to these articles of impeachment. Uh, he's not at all dealing with the facts of the case, he says. It just seems to me, I, I don't, it seems to be a difference, uh, a distinction without much of a difference in what he's trying uh, to present. But I think this twisting was really apparent when he appeared on MSNBC this morning. Here's Dershowitz. So let me just clarify and ask you again here. Do you personally believe Donald Trump right now with the evidence that you've seen in front of you as one of his attorneys abused his power? Yes or no? I'm not going to answer that question. Yes or no. It's irrelevant. It's like asking me, do I think he's a good president? Uh, That's not what I'm here to discuss. This is not a political consideration. My issue is, do I think he committed an impeachable offense? Maria, it sounded like one of the president's lawyers there is reserving judgment on whether or not he abused power, but is still defending him and saying he did nothing uh, that rises to the level of impeachment. It is beyond bizarre what Alan Dershowitz is trying to do. And you're right. He is trying to he is twisting himself into knots. I think clearly it was not his first choice to be on the president's defense team. We've read that it has taken weeks for him to say yes. And I don't know what kind of arm twisting there was there. But clearly we're seeing the difficulty he is having in trying to even defend his defense of of President Trump. We have him back in 1998 saying that if you have someone who corrupts the office of the president and who abuses trust and who poses a great danger to our liberty, that you don't need a technical crime. And now he's arguing that you need a technical crime. So he's arguing against himself. And it goes, I think, to the grain of the difficulty of all of Trump's defense team, which is that they are trying to tell the American people that the president did nothing wrong, period. If that's the case, then they wouldn't be afraid of additional documents, additional witnesses, which is where I think the Democrats case becomes really strong in making this trying to be a very fair and trial, a very fair trial based on real justice. One of the things that you see Republicans start to argue, and it's in this White House brief, uh, is that Democrats went too fast, that they they are arguing that the executive branch is ignoring the legislative branch, but then they ignored the judicial branch when they decided not to go to courts to compel testimony to get documents. And it's pretty clear to me that long after President Trump is acquitted for doing this thing, uh, we will be learning about things that he did with regard to this. So Democrats essentially, you know, shot the gun long before they should have and that they should have waited. Will they pay a price for that? Will that filter down into the public consciousness and and, and sort of will this be a missed opportunity after President Trump is acquitted? You know, I think that actually that will take too long for that to filter, and it's very technical. I think what is going to filter faster is this issue of fairness and having justice be at the basis of this trial. That is something that all Americans can understand, which is why you're seeing in these polls that the majority of Americans, including Republicans, do want to see witnesses, do want to see additional documentation. There's nothing more profound and more simple that our republic is based on 
than fairness and justice for all. And here you are seeing a president, and this is what Democrats are going to, and I hope they do this very simply, laying out a record where even just in the last two weeks, there has been additional evidence of possible wrongdoing. If there is additional evidence of possible wrongdoing, a trial cannot be fair unless you bring in those witnesses and those documents that can actually tell the truth. Now, I will note the same poll does show, I think a slim majority, 53 percent, I think it is, do have the expectation that the Republicans will hold a fair trial, to use those words. there There is a real expectation among Americans, obviously, Democrats don't believe that, but um, but but a but a slim majority overall believe that Senate Republicans will will hold a fair trial. But you know, I think then that goes to the pressure yeah. that is working that Democrats are holding Republicans to. Because if you are Cory Gardner or if you are Tom Tillis in North Carolina, right, you're going to see these polls, and you're going to say, if I don't do this, my constituents are going to hold me accountable. Zach, in those um, opening arguments, I don't know if they're opening arguments. They're briefs that were filed from each side about how they intend uh, to make their case. We saw the president's team file a brief. We saw the House managers file a brief. Um, was there anything else out of them that you thought uh, particularly gave you a roadmap here to where you see how the trial is going to unfold? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that the White House team – I mean we've seen much of what Democrats argued before. So what was new here is – is the defense, which we didn't see at impeachment hearings because they didn't take part in them. They blocked all all you know documents. They they didn't provide witnesses. So this is the first time the president, aside from his Twitter feed, has mounted it's not a legal proceeding, but has mounted essentially a legal defense. And what I thought was interesting was this idea that they put out there that essentially by trying to get Ukraine involved in the U.S. election, that he was somehow sticking up for the sanctity of U.S. elections. Um, they sort of twisted that in this legal brief. And I thought that was kind of a novel and interesting thing. I want to see how that plays out uh, from his team. Maria, one of the issues uh, at play is sort of timing, how long this trial is going to go. And we've heard uh, that Mitch McConnell's looking maybe to extend the days and, and get this done. Lindsey Graham was saying the president wants it done by the State of the Union. I mean, that's only two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, I just from put that Democratic strategist hat on that you wear. It, if you were advising Chuck Schumer, would you say, hey, try to slow this down, let this take a while, put up some delay tactics, or no, you think Democrats should get on board with getting through this trial as quickly as possible? I don't think it has... I think what's more important is not the timing of it, but ensuring who actually comes to testify and that there are people coming to testify that can shed more light on what we have learned recently, and as well as to get the additional documentation that will tell us what actually went on. I think what Democrats have been really good at thus far, and, and, and Pelosi, to her credit, has done this, and I think Schumer will continue this, is to not base this on timing, is to always say that this is based on the truth, on what comes to light, on what evidence comes out there, and where the truth leads us. And I think it's astonishing that the administration is actually trying to pull the wool over the eyes of the American people and, frankly, treating American voters like they're stupid in twisting this whole issue, saying that the president did all of this because he wanted to protect our elections, when in fact it's completely the opposite. 
I would think some might even call that classic <laughs> Trumpian move there. That's right. right. I mean, it's like it's the jujitsu that he practices uh, uh, quite often. Uh, Zach Maria, thank you so much for joining me on the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, David. Thanks. And we'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. Remember, we've got a new episode every weeknight, so please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. And while you're there, leave us a rating or a comment. It helps people find the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.